Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. If you were with me last week, I was not here, and I apologize. Uh, I had a problem that most people in this country have, and that is Comcast. C-O-M-C-A-S-T. My internet, my television, my landline telephone, all of which I need for this. I need the computer and the telephone for this show, by the way. Uh, we're down. I had no power. I started not having power Tuesday morning, I think. Uh, this show's Tuesday night. I didn't get power back till Thursday. I'm not going to bore you with the details other than to show the quality of the service from Comcast. I had four long telephone calls. I had two visits to the Comcast office, which I should not have had to make. I knew why my power was down. Uh, All you had to do was walk to the front of my house. A 300-foot cable between two telephone poles was lying down on the ground. Uh, It was the Comcast cable. And I told them, it's the cable. They says, oh, no, it's not the cable. Our machinery doesn't show this. I took pictures on the second day with my cell phone of the cable down, took them to the Comcast office, and guess what? They refused to look at my pictures. Uh, It was purely by accident I got it fixed on Thursday because they told me they couldn't get here till Friday to check the inside of my house. The power problem was not on the outside. Uh, Terrible company. They own NBC. They're making a lot of money. Terrible company for service. Uh, I wrote this up in my blog, and every response I got was terrible for service. That's why I wasn't here last week, and I apologize. Uh, Okay, now, what's happening? I've got a good show tonight uh, that I'm going to share with you. Uh, First of all, let me tell you, if you're not aware, that Hillary Clinton has officially received the nomination to be the Democratic candidate for president about two hours ago. I want to stay with what's happening with the conventions a little bit and so forth for a while tonight. It may be the only thing I do on this show tonight. I have so many little things I want to throw in here about it. Uh, First of all, the 20,000 leaks, the 20,000 emails that were leaked by WikiLeaks. Okay. Uh, There's nothing secret in this life anymore. Absolutely nothing. Uh, They they got into the Democratic, the, uh, the Democratic Party's emails. And as a result of getting into it, whoever got into it, we'll get to that in a moment, it became obvious that the hierarchy of the Democratic Party was screwing around and doing an injustice uh, to Bernie Sanders in hopes of guaranteeing Hillary Clinton the nomination. Not the way to play fair. They're supposed to be independent. Uh, they're, they're like the umpire or the referee. Uh, they're not supposed to take sides. Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who for five years has been the head of the Democratic Party, uh, nationally the chairman of the Democratic Party, uh, she resigned. And she's out of this, she's not part of the convention right now, and properly so. It was obvious during the course of this past year, and Sanders kept saying it, she's screwing us. They're not giving us enough time. Uh, they're not giving us enough deep debates. They're not doing this right. They're scheduling these at the wrong times. They're not making available to us certain mailing lists that all candidates uh, are entitled to. 
And so she had to go. She did go. Uh, I'm not condemning her. She got overly enthused for her candidate, forgetting what the rules were. Uh, who knows what's going to happen to her? She's running for Congress again here in Florida. She's got a tough primary fight, they say. Whatever happens, happens. Now, who did this? Who did this? Who, who hacked the computer? Who hacked the emails? And it seems to be the Russians. Isn't that amazing? The Russian government, they got so many things to do. They hack everything else, our airplane designs, our missile designs, and everything else. But they also thought this was important enough to hack. This is shades of Nixon. I know back uh, with Watergate, he sent the, 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 um, the breakers into the office at Watergate uh, to get uh, the Republicans wanted Democratic campaign information. Anyhow, uh, Hillary Clinton says, uh, this is definite proof the Russians are trying to influence the outcome of the election. Doesn't surprise me. You must remember, Trump speaks very well of Putin. Putin has spoken well of Trump during this campaign. Excuse the way I'm going to put it, they're asshole buddies all of a sudden. Uh, not healthy, because Putin made a pure asshole, excuse the way I'm putting it, out of Bush too. I remember Bush too saying, I looked in his eyes and I saw he was an honest man. I could see his soul, and Putin took advantage of him. Trump's no competition for Putin. Anyhow, Paul Krugman, Paul Krugman, New York Times columnist, very liberal, very much to the left. He said something interesting, and I quote, If elected, would Trump be Vladimir Putin's man in the White House? Would Putin, would Trump be Putin's man in the White House, unquote? Uh, think about it. Could very well be. <laughs> Not to an extreme, but to any degree is wrong and would be wrong. Uh I want to talk about something that really is bothering me tonight, and I want to talk about the media and transparency and what we know and don't know about what's going on at the Republican and Democratic conventions. We are supposed to have transparency. transparency. I have been critical the last two years of the media. I think we get the news that they want us to have, what they want us to hear, what they want us to see, and the reason is very simple. Uh, I mentioned earlier, Comcast owns NBC. Major corporations who are not, were not normally in the broadcasting business own the media, television, radio, newspapers, and magazines. Uh, as a result of which, I think we get, we get selective pieces of the news, the reporters on TV, the big people who usually were independent and are supposed to be independent, have failed to be that way. And I think it has to do with their jobs and their paychecks. They're human beings. Anyhow, uh, let's take the Republican convention. Did you hear anything about protests or, or demonstrations at the Republican convention? Uh, I, very briefly, I picked up that they made a few arrests, and that was about it. Two policemen were hurt. But I can't believe that Republican convention went on without major protests, okay? Uh, the Cleveland chief of police was on TV over the weekend. He says, oh, it was very easy. No problem we had. I still don't buy it. I don't think it's being reported, all right? Now we're at the Democratic convention. 
And here we're into the second day of the Democratic Convention. Apparently things were quiet yesterday, but all of a sudden this afternoon and tonight, things are happening at the Democratic Convention. Protests, demonstrations. Were you aware? The show went on at 9 o'clock. I'm aware. But I had to scratch to find it. I really had to dig to find it. Uh, It appears Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, had several hundred marched in the streets late this afternoon in Philadelphia and are protesting outside the gates to the auditorium where the convention is being held. Would you believe that? Did you hear about it? Did anybody say this to you all day? I'm glued. I'm a political junkie. I've been glued to the deep TV set and to this convention. I didn't hear about it. I happened to pick it up on the Internet here just before I, I, I was closing my I was changing the computer to do this show. And they're saying it's Black Lives Matter. And, and this news came out at 8 o'clock. It was from the Washington Post. Uh, another thing, part of the Black Lives Matter group, as they were demonstrating and walking up the streets of Philadelphia uh, and arriving at the convention center, one of the black people drew in chalk on the road a huge arrow pointing to a line of policemen, and it said, and I quote, fuck the police. Huh. So did you hear about this? No. Uh, now, the Black Lives that Matter people say they are doing this because Hillary Clinton's not doing enough for the black people. Uh, I'm 81 years old. I have followed this Clinton family forever. No, they have done more for the black people than any other political people I know, white political people. It is the black people that made the first Clinton presidents, the black people that will help in the minorities, that will help to make Mrs. Clinton the next president. Uh, but yet they say the, the black people don't matter group. How the hell can these black kids say this? These are black kids. These are young men and women. Uh that they, she doesn't care. I, I don't understand that she does not care. They do not care. Because at the same time I'm reading this about 35 minutes ago, okay, on the Internet, I still had the TV set on, I look up and there on the stage at the Democratic Convention are the mothers of the movement. Who are the mothers of the movement? I've never heard of them. Turned out there were about 12 or 15 black women on that that stage. Oh, this has all been been prearranged, by the way, even before the convention started. All mothers of black children or husbands who have been killed. All right? Primarily black mothers of black children who have been killed. And a few of them said their words. We're here to say that we support Hillary Clinton. We know she's trying, and we got to do something about all this. Well, what happened here? The Black Lives Matter group had to know this was going to occur tonight. And from what I can gather, they, they thought this was not enough. Okay? Uh, I just don't understand this. It's a um, – I'm trying to think of what the word I'm looking for. Well, let's put that aside. I forget occasionally. The Philadelphia PBA, the head of the Philadelphia PBA, said Hillary was pandering to the blacks by putting these white mother, these black mothers on there who had black children killed. 
Uh, why? Because he, he said, what about the policemen that have been recently killed? Why weren't the wives or mothers of those policemen on? I mean, these guys have been killing black people for years. It had to happen. This is called retaliation. You defecate on me, eventually I'm going to defecate on you. You know, violence begets violence. It's an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. It has been this way forever, and it had to happen here. I know this has got to stop, and the blacks shouldn't shoot the police, and the police shouldn't shoot the blacks, but don't get down on one group that's been defecated upon for the last several years and say they're bad people because of this. Uh, It had to happen. It had to happen. Now we got to deal with it. Uh, well, the other thing is, I'm watching this TV. I watch TV for five minutes to nine tonight. I've got the voice off now. No one, not one announcer, not one of, you know, we got all the great TV media people on all the channels. The people who know everything, and they're good to listen to. I enjoy listening to these people. Not one of them mentioned this Black Lives Matter. Several hundred people demonstrating at the fence to the convention center, okay? Yet one of them said, and I don't know if he's right. He just happened to mention at a quarter to nine, he said, you know, there's some protesting going on outside. I think, I think it's... Bernie Sanders people, they just can't accept what happened. Well, they may be out there protesting, too. I don't know. But it seems clear to me that black people matter are protesting, and you don't know about it. If you do, it's very few of you that are aware of it and could not have discovered it any quicker than I did tonight, and I did it purely by accident. Very bad situation. Let let me explain something else, if I may, with regard to security at the Republican and Democratic conventions. They have so many police at both of these conventions. People can't breathe as they walk through them. An exaggeration, I know. Where does the money come from to provide the security at both conventions? You may not be aware. Let me share it with you. It comes from you and me, federal taxpayers. Every four years by law, the federal government gives each major committee, Republican and Democrat, $50 million, unaudited, by the way, okay? Do what you want with it. And this is to provide security inside and outside at the conventions. $50 million per party. Now, it has been reported that five thousand police officers are in Philadelphia, five thousand police officers were in Cleveland. They came from all over the country as far away as California to help, to assist. They all got paid. And but that's what the money's for. I, I don't I don't knock that and I don't knock police officers coming to assist major event could have bad demonstrations. We don't want them. We don't want more killings, more damage. But that's where it comes from. They get $50 million each party out of our taxpayer dollars. Just be aware. I don't know if I like it. Uh, Because both the Republicans and the Democrats have raised millions of dollars for their campaigns. $50 million is a drop in the bucket to them the way they've been raising money. 
they can afford to pay for their own security and pay for the security of the communities that they are conducting their conventions in. Okay, now I got one more item about these conventions, and this is interesting too. Uh, at least I think it's interesting. I want to talk for a moment about prostitution at the political conventions. It seems, and this this is something that most people are aware of, that whenever you have a big convention come into town, uh, prostitution does a bang-up business. The, the ladies of the night, the women of the street, do extremely well because there's a big demand for their services. In fact, the demand is generally so great that women who are prostitutes come from out of town. They'll travel halfway across the country to work a convention for a week. And they do this for major sporting events also, you know, Super Bowl, World Series, the Final Four. And they're at these conventions every year. Everyone knows it. Well, this year, prostitution was different. And this is why I'm sharing it with you. So far, we only know what happened at the Republican convention. Seems the female prostitutes were very unhappy at the end of the week. The New York Post did a study, a survey. They knew a lot of the names and how to reach a number of prostitutes directly. Uh, they spoke with the female prostitutes, and they said business was tough. It was terrible. Uh, first time ever. Don't understand why. They also talked to the male prostitutes, the gay prostitutes. They said, oh, boy, best political convention ever. We never do this kind of a business. Most of the men, this is Republicans at the Republican National Convention. Uh, most of them are married men, and 40 to 50 years old. And each one of them said we were busy all week. Couldn't handle the trade, okay? Never happened it before. Now, I don't know, maybe... Uh, the taste in sexual pleasure on the part of Republicans is changing. I shouldn't say that. I know, but it fits, and it, they deserve it. <laughs> All right? Let me put it that way. Uh, now, I want to talk to you for a moment. I'm getting out of politics, okay? Be happy. Uh, I want to talk now about bagels, bagels, that which we eat. Bagels, bagels, bagels. My column in this week's Conk Life that I wrote yesterday, Yesterday, no, I wrote it Monday, Sunday, and it'll be it hits the stands tomorrow. It's a weekly newspaper, Conk Life. Uh, it's titled Bagels. Uh, it's an interesting subject. You know the bagels we eat? They weren't always there. They weren't always in this country. Anyhow, the bagels column starts with a king, King Jadwiga, who was really a woman in the 14th century, but she called herself king for political reasons, goes to Kraskow, Poland, Krakow, Poland, I'm sorry, to 100,000 Ottoman Turks, to King John III Sobieski of Poland, to the, ba the Bagel Bakers Local Number 338 in New York City, to the Lunder family in West New Haven, Connecticut, to the Cleveland Bagels of today. Interesting article. Uh, nothing exciting, just tells you where the bagels came from and how they came to be, how they've been used, how they got here to this country. Let me tell you something. We all think, you think of bagel, you think of the Jewish people. Ain't, wasn't necessarily so, okay? Uh, got to that point, but wasn't necessarily so. 
So if you have an opportunity, uh, the column is on my uh, Key West Lou website, uh, and you'll be able to pick it up as a Friday morning there, which now brings me to a column I wrote two weeks ago, and I've got to share this. This is about prostitution also. For some, I'm into prostitution tonight, I guess. Uh, It's a good change of pace. Uh, Two weeks ago, I wrote a column on the new prostitution. It concerned college-age girls primarily uh, who are becoming sugar babies for older men, sugar daddies, 40, 50, 60 years old, uh, who pay them them astronomical sums per sex, and they're sort of on a retainer basis. Uh, These girls are getting anywhere from $400, $500 a night to $5,000 a night uh, on a continuous see-me-once-a-week basis. Many getting $5,000, my friends, $5,000, not a night, a month when they do it that way. A lot of money. And they're using this money to pay their tuition, make sure they don't have college debt to pay for 10 or 15 years after they get out of college. Uh, Terrible thing. It's terrible that our young women have to subject themselves to this vulgar indecency. no question about it. I'm a father of four women. I've got uh, four women. I've got grandchildren that are females. I have many. But on the other hand, we have another evil out there, and that's the cost of education today. And perhaps that's why it's become such an issue with Bernie Sanders. We've got to have free college. Do you know there are countries in Europe where you don't pay for an education? You yourself, I, could go to Germany today and get a free college education. We don't have to pay for it. Anyone can go to college for free. Of course, we'd have to speak German. That's the the handicap, but we'd learn. Uh, So what's happening is it's a terrible thing, I think, from a business perspective to help these young ladies so they don't have the burden. They can buy a house quicker. They can get married. They can do whatever they want in life. They do this. About 30 women have approached me in the last two weeks here in Key West face-to-face, on the street, in the supermarket. I'm out having a drink. And I knew some. I didn't know others. None of them were mad at me, but all of them, they they were all, these women, too, were mothers and grandmothers. They were not younger women. They had to be, these women had to be in their, I'd say, 40 to 60s also, maybe 30 to 50s. And they thought this was terrible, that their daughters or their granddaughters were doing this, It was prostitution, it's despicable, it's sick, it shouldn't be. And I'm only sharing this with you because I can understand it from their perspective. I can also, I'm not ashamed to say it, understand it from the young lady's perspective. Do I approve of it? No. Is it a good business idea? Yes. So there are pluses and minuses. Don't get upset, but it's something we have to think about. Because it's out there right now, and it's gotten very heavy in the last two years. We're talking thousands of college girls doing this. Which now brings me to, where are we now? Oh, our intelligence sucks in this country. We have a central intelligence agency, the CIA. They get so much money every year. Do you know? No one knows how much money they get. It's against the law for you or me to know how big their budget is every year. It's amazing. Uh, but we have, this big, we have all kinds of intelligence going. We've got the CIA going. We spend all this money. And we never know anything. What do I mean we never know anything? Uh, 
Why? Did we know about the coup in Turkey? We didn't know a thing. What about the, the Muslim attack, the jihadist attack in Nice, France, the week before? Did we know about that? We didn't know a thing. Bush too. I'll take you as far back as Bush too when he went to Iraq the first uh, time. It was supposed to be a piece of cake. I forget who was um, one of his, his Secretary of Defense or some big security person told him in the Oval Office. He was asked by President Bush, what do you think? Piece of cake, he said, quote, unquote. Well, it wasn't a piece of cake. This is Bush too, not his father. What's happened? We spend all this money. We're supposedly very smart, very intelligent. We have this big governmental system. We take care of everything. We don't know diddly dip. We don't know what's going on in these other countries. Somebody should look into this. Nobody worries about these things. You worry about it and I worry about it, but the people who should worry about it are not worrying about it. Um, I want to say something else. Obama, President Obama announced this past week that he was reviewing the ban on military gear for police. If you recall, last year, uh, when the police were beating up on the blacks in the streets, he said they got too much military equipment. They shouldn't have these oversized trucks, these tanks, these guns, and all this sort of stuff. He said, uh, and uh, I'm going to start cutting back on the amount that is available to the police departments. Now, because some some police officers have been, have been killed, he's going to review the situation. Well, what are we doing? We're overloading one side against the other. I'm not picking sides, but what I'm saying is, my God, even the playing field, we're going to send these trucks out that look like tanks and are tanks with very sophisticated type missiles and et cetera, guns. And the people on the other side, the citizens, the black people are upset with something. They're, they're, they're going to have guns. They're going to have semi-automatic weapons that are like machine guns. What else are they going to have? A Molotov cocktail, if they're lucky, a grenade. They can't face up to the military equipment the police had. Well, you say the police have to keep law and order. But we're, we're talking about a fight, a war, that is very unfair, not, from, not only from equipment-wise, but from everything else that's going on, what, the why of all this is happening. I remember the Hungarian Revolution, the Hungarian Revolution in 1956. A bunch of college kids were out. Uh, they didn't like the fact the Russians had occupied their country. So they went out at night, and they threw Molotov cocktails at the tanks uh, and things like that. And they had guns, they had pistols, and they, if the Russians shot at them, they shot at the Russians. The Russian government put up with this crap for three days, three days. Then they sent the tanks in. And once they sent the tanks in, the, ta the tanks in, that was the end of the Hungarian Revolution. And many people were fortunate to escape the country. One of them, a friend of mine, that's why I know all about this. He ended up coming to my college in New York City, and we became close friends. Uh, well, we got a minute left here. Uh, immigration. Interesting. Uh, Great Britain has all kinds of problems. They've got the immigration problem big time. And they, they've gotten out of the Euro Union because it sucks. It wasn't helping, helping them, and they finally uh, saw it and did something about it. A study just came out that indicates that very shortly there will be more immigrants living in Great Britain than locals 
people whose families have been there for centuries. This is, you know, a very old-type country with old-type families. Uh, the, based on a 2015 study, okay, a 2015 study, during 2015, the study was just done in 2015, uh, about 2015, 3.2 immigrant babies were born to every 1.8 British baby. 32 immigrant babies were born to every 1.8 British babies, and they suspect that the distance between the two numbers is going to continue to become greater. Uh, that, uh, that is the show for the week. I, I thank you for joining me. I hope you've enjoyed it tonight. Uh, the, the, the show is archived, as you know. Most of you listen to it in the archived version of the Black Talk Radio or on YouTube. It's also linked to my Key West Lou website, where a lot of you go during the week to listen to it. Uh, and I, I thank you for joining me, and I thank you for listening to this. Uh, I enjoy hearing from you about my comments, too, because I know not everyone agrees with me. Some weeks, very few agree with me. Uh, I do a blog every day in the morning when I get up 6 o'clock. It's, it's called My Life in Key West, keywestlou.com, keywestlou.com. And it's just what I did the day before in Key West. I think it's interesting. A lot of people read it in the thousands worldwide. I throw a little politics in, though very little. Read it sometime, keywestlou.com. It takes all of 30 seconds. You may enjoy it. Thank you again for joining me. I look forward to speaking with you again next week. <laughs>